Welcome to LOA Today. I'm Walt Thiessen. With me today, Louis D'Souza and Amy Blackford. This is your Daily Dose of Happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. And once again, I'm trying to get used to how the StreamYard works, but I think I got it this time. So, you know, we're, we're making progress here. That's the main thing. And uh, we'll make even more progress when I bring on Louie and Amy. So lots of progress here because <laughs> progress is good. You know, this, this, this is a learning experience and I keep learning. And so that is good. That's progress, right? That's the way Absolutely. progress works. Yeah. So today is another warrior rules day. Yes. And uh, I, I did have one person ask me, how many warrior rules are there? I, uh, I want to say um, at this point, they're up, it's up to like 86 of them. 86. Wow. Yeah. And they're, like I said, they're just insights. Some of them might be redundant. Some are finding them as I go. So, so um, do the warriors actually carry like a handbook so they know which rule they're working with that you know, day? <laughs> I honestly, I have to tell you, I have a vision eventually of this being some sort of a, a like a, a, an interesting type of journal book with fun illustrations, something interactive. Um, it may even end up being something that I just self-publish. Like I said, it was more of a desire to start writing and connecting with people that was not based around traditional publishing because I've been going at that part for a long time now and mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it. But I wanted that satisfaction of really kind of connecting spiritually because I, I write YA and it's science fiction, thriller fiction, but this part of me is a, it's a really big part of me. And so mm-hmm. I thought this would be starting it with the blog would be a really fun an easy way to start it. And then of course, now extending it to the podcast, just as a conversation starter on Mondays, sure. I think it's a great idea. Now, as you notice, most of the first ones are just the basic fundamentals that we've gone over, over and over again. So I'm not trying to bore anyone, mm-hmm. but it's a new spin on it. It's in writing. If anybody's interested in looking at the blog posts, and then it's got a little challenge um, for our listeners to try and start applying some of this. Good stuff. All right. Well, we actually also gave ourselves a challenge at the end of the show last week. So I figured we should uh, check in to see how we did. And I'll be quite honest. I don't remember exactly what I said. I think what I said was that I wanted to manifest something that was more than a button, less than a castle. That's the phrase that I remember the most. But beyond that, I don't remember what I, I was asking for. <laughs> What I can tell you is that this has been the last, I think we were supposed to do it within 48 hours. I don't honestly remember what happened with within 48 hours. All I know is that my last week is a blur. Right. Because so much amazing and crazy and wonderful and terrifying stuff have happened all in this one week. Oh, wow. Um, I can't wait to hear this story. <laughs> what I, well, I'm going to try to do all of it because we could probably okay, spend the entire show on it. Right. But, um, what I will tell you is that I I do remember that I was looking for for something big to come through, and I got two or three big things to come through. Um, one of them, and, and and when it came, I said, "Did I really ask for this?" <laughs> <laughs> because it was a new business idea. Actually, it was a retake on an old business idea. But uh, I got pointed out to me that I have this I, I have this idea that's kind of sitting there waiting to be implemented, and it's kind of like. It's, it's what they call money on the table, ah. right? You know, like it's been sitting there all this time and I finally noticed that it's sitting there and it's just up to me to take the steps in order to go 
you know, pick the money up off the table. Okay. Now, obviously, it, you know, th- that's a metaphor. This it's a little bit more. Com- it's a lot more complex than that. There's a lot of stuff to be done. But uh, in the midst of of starting it up, so to speak, in the midst of getting myself into doing it, I, the first question I asked myself was, do I really want to do this? There's a lot of startup work here. <laughs> but I kept thinking to myself, this is what I asked for. I asked right. for something that was big. And, and you know what? This could be really, really big. Oh, nice. Yeah. I'm not really ready to go into the details of it, but let's just put it this way. It, it, is, it has something to do with a group that I started about seven years ago, I think it was, on Facebook. And I did it as an experiment. I, I didn't even have like a purpose in mind. I just kind of started this to see what happens if I do this? What happens if I do that? Do I get people involved and so forth? And the group has grown to over 7,600 people. And wow. that's what made me think. I said, wait a minute, that, that's do something with that. And, and that's really where I am right now. It's like, I know what I can do with that. So I'm about to do something with this nice big group of people that's that just really kind of exciting. I grew can't up. Wait to know more about this. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of waiting to find out exactly myself. I'm still, you know, I'm building it up on the fly as I go, but yeah, it's going to be an ongoing story. You'll hear more about it over time. So, so that's one of at least three different things that came my way that were pretty big over the last week. I just can't tell you what the order was because it's a blur. All right. <laughs> Sounds great. So, how about you guys? Anything interesting come out of what you guys asked about? If you remember, I don't know if you guys even remember what you asked last time. <laughs> I remember I said a, a new book and 24 oh, yes. hours later, uh, a copy of, I'm going to give a shameless plug here. My Hello. friend, um, Steve Grossman, he's been a and it's a, it's a work of fiction, and it showed up signed, um, you know, he, he sent it to me. He lives, I think it's in Charlotte. Um, we're actually planning an author meet. So this is, I've already read the book. He allowed me to beta read it in our group. But basically getting the hardcover copy, because I purchased a, a soft cover for myself when they first came out. But to get the hardcover, he sent it to me, because we've been really very supportive of each other over the last year. He's been a huge champion of mine i'm gonna interrupt you for a second because really great friends i'm gonna interrupt Um, you for a second amy because when you were when you were identifying the book your signal was kind of breaking up so we don't know yet what the title of the book was it's called palimony instead of alimony like pals and alimony so it's it's a really it's a, a fictitious fun like i call it a reverse romance it's it's a fun book and it was written from his heart it's his first novel and it was just, it meant a lot because it was a book. This is somebody that I also have a connection with. And, you know, he's selling the inside of it. It made me emotional. And so it was a really neat manifestation. Okay. That's cool. Yes. Well, so you got something really good there. That's good. Did, yeah. Louis, do, you, do you have any recollection of what you asked for last week? I mean, did you have the same kind of yeah, I, did. I just uh, wanted to comment on, on, on Amy's first. And say, yeah, sure. You know, well done. I mean, you manifested what you wanted. Yes, in a very you. short period of time, which is brilliant. You know, that's that's um, what you start doing when you start learning the LOA. You want to start manifesting things and you want to start, you know, you get to the confident level of starting to man, um, set time frames and, yes. and have them manifest. And, you know, that's really amazing. And they're, when they're easier to believe, too, I want to point that out to people. I've gotten good with the bigger stuff like the car. You know, now it's a big thing, the house. So, but it started with things like the book. I said the book, it was on the fly. I love to read. 
And so I want to encourage our listeners, thank you, Louie, that those are the things to honestly start with because they're easier for your mind to believe that they can come to you with whatever time frame's been given. You know, the cars and the houses, you kind of build up to that. You don't go from yep. not knowing how to do this to manifesting a million dollars. That's where the secret, there's that big gap there and why the Abraham Hicks teachings, and I'll always bring it back to that, really taught me start small and work your way up. So thank you. I appreciate that. That's great. So um, I think if I remember correctly, I... Yeah, I remember exactly. Um, I, I said I would try and manifest a sauna even though <laughs> yes. we're in lockdown. <laughs> That's right. And uh, um, I, I did, in one sense, fail and the other sense succeed. So hmm. I didn't manage to get into an official sauna out there. But um, that that night after the podcast, I got sick. So my my big cure for any sickness is always to go into a bath. Um, ah. And throw some salts in there. Yes, make it as hot as hell. Yeah. You know, I always say I'm pre- preparing for hell. <laughs> Honestly, and, Lily, uh, I know you're so good at manifesting. I was prepared today to come on and for you to tell me you had an out-of-body experience and got into a sauna on an alien. <laughs> <it's> so- <laughs> you, you, you know, I did go into a real spiritual loop in the bath, and uh, I got completely healed. Uh, oh, nice. So, uh, you know, but the whole room was completely steamed up, and I thought, Hey, I manifested what I <laughs> in, in an unofficial way. But, um, you know, it, it was really quite interesting because I was doing a new energy technique and it's not even something I'll share because it was so powerful. Um, and I've been working with it now for a little while and I've realized it's powerful. So I hadn't been working much with it, but I love experimenting to degree. So after mm. the show, I just lay down and I spend a whole hour doing this. And um, it just blew me away. It just started cleaning out my whole body and detoxing. And, you know, I was running to the loo and bringing up. And <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> it was just cleaning me out. <laughs> um, and I love it because now, now I know how powerful it is. And it's yes. something I'll even share on the podcast. Oh, um, and and, and I I'm now know the degree to which I can use it with my body at the moment. So, you know, it's, it, it it's needs great. a tiny bit. I love these kind of things. This is, this is my stuff you know. nice. I was in seventh heaven with all this you know, I enjoy being sick you know um, I love that <laughs> I enjoyed being sick <laughs> I do I always have you see once you have the ability to heal yourself and heal yourself fairly quickly you get that contrast between sick and healing and you yes. can feel and move between the two and you can really get it you, you you're it so is, excited ah, you're sick again yes it's so good <laughs> i don't know that i get I'm, I'm definitely not quite there but i will say i've definitely gotten to the point where i appreciate the contrast because you really don't know the difference and it is so extreme when like today i have my energy i'm kind of amped my my to feel this energy back that i haven't had in quite some time and there's another story maybe for another day um, of there's a reason, there's another reason behind why Amy has been feeling off um, since moving into this house. Things have been good and then not good. So that's something I'll share with you guys later. But the point is, is I feel good. I feel so good. Suddenly it's in direct contrast to the way that I've been feeling and it feels even better than it did before. So it's kind of hard to explain to people. But I agree with you, Louie. <laughs> it kicked you into but, gears what it did. Yeah. But the, mm-hmm. the, the thing that I really wanted to point out is after 
I had had kind of this bath healing. Um, I went and lay down, but I was in seventh heaven. I have never felt so completely, well, probably have had something similar, but you just felt like you were just so relaxed, so mm. at peace. And it was yeah. just, oh, it was amazing. It was really, really, really cool. Nice. <clears throat> That's pretty wild. That is. I just remembered, by the way, like I said, the last week was a blur. I said it was a blur in partly part because I know some big things happened, but it happened so fast I couldn't even remember what they were. Wow. I finally remembered what one of them was. Uh, this is the opening of the gardening season for Louise's gardening business that I am now mostly running for her. And uh, we, we always start off the season with existing customers because there's a long list of them saying, please open my spring garden. I need it open right now. You know, so we're dealing with that right now. But then we also got our first new customer of the season. And it's a really great project for the gardeners. They're going to love it. They're going to absolutely love it. Oh, great. Yeah. There's, great. there's some design involved. There, there's all kinds of, uh, there's cutting a new garden. There's, there's, there's like a whole bunch of stuff that all the things that gardeners like doing. So that was another big one that came along. Awesome. And a, a nice size budget too. So that was good too. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. You know, Walt, I, I joined a Facebook group about two years ago. <laughs> Almost done nothing with my, it's, it's a woodworking group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it was oh, you told me about five, that. Five, time. five yeah. 7,000 people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a UK woodworking group. Yeah. And, uh, now I look today and it's 35,000 members big. Wow. During COVID woodworking <clears throat> has taken off at home. Wow. Massively, absolutely massively. A lot of home improvements in all different shapes and forms have, have been massively increased through COVID. Um, so uh, I don't know if you saw, I think Amy saw it, but I put on my own personal Facebook page a, a picture of a garden bed that I made. Yes. Yes, I did see that. That was great. Yeah. And now I've got two more of them. So we've got like three big full, full-blown full veggie beds uh, out there. And, uh, you know, I put a picture up and... Um, you can have a look um, in the woodworking group. I got over 140 different likes and comments and everything going on there, just like that. You know, beautiful. Um, a lot of other people sharing their own garden beds and things like that. And you know, there's been so much LOA to do with building this garden bed. It's been unbelievable. You know, from taking the amount of soil out, putting it there, and the way we filled it. You know, we put cardboard at the bottom. We did the, the um, like a, a sheet to stop the roots coming from underneath. Um, cardboard, then brought back the compost, but the compost and everything filled it up perfectly to the to the top. And then when we went to the next bed, we took from one bed to another, and then it filled that one perfectly. And the amount of wood we've had just happens to be about perfectly. And then oh, that's the awesome. nails and everything we had just about just about finished until the last nail. And it's just like and screw. And it's just like, <laughs> like wow, just, wow, it's like just so cool. You know, my wife and I spent a lot of time. With, you know, the warrior number two rule, which is, you know, use the mental uh, focus before you do it practically. And, you know, we did push it on the last day a little bit. And I tell you, it really started falling apart. We just just wanted to get it done now. (laughs) And, and, you know, I say to my wife, please, let's just do it tomorrow. She said, no, 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 we've got to push it. And I was like, okay, I'll I'll hang in there. But I knew there was a mistake. And, yes, both our bodies were really sore the next day Mm -hmm. and all the rest. When my body hasn't been sore at all for the first uh, two beds, my body was coping with complete unusual physical activity, spade, you know, pickaxe. It is interesting though, once you lose that, when you start feeling that way, it's actually the same experience. I was preparing a manuscript this week um, for agent review 
and going back over the entire thing. And I was so into it. I was in the zone. Just like you were saying, everything was clicking together. And then I pushed it too hard. And instead of pushing through it, because I started noticing I didn't like the way I felt. I felt tired. I was starting to get agitated. And I thought, you know what? I'm just going to take the day off. Even though this is going against what my quote-unquote goal or schedule is, I know better than that now. And a goal is I don't have, when I say that, I mean I have an intention to get it done in the best, easiest, most fun way possible. And that does not have to align with a certain schedule. So when the action no longer feels good, that's when it's time to take a little bit of a break. And I took a day off. And then I, I actually finished ahead of schedule because I was so into it again. So, yes, that brings us to the the warrior rule, which is, you know, when you, the key is when you master your thoughts, you learn to master your life. And this is LOA 101, right, guys? I got uh, to put a little uh, extra thing in here, too, because exactly what you guys were just talking about is what I included in a message that I sent by text to my gardeners who are in the field working today okay. because I, cause we have a, an a, a, in the cloud uh, time clock and job system that they connect into. And I can see when they clocked in and clocked out and they were still clocked in long after they were supposed to have clocked out. That's say, guys, don't overdo it. Go home. This is not good. We're early in the spring. We got to be healthy. We got to be healthy throughout the year. So how interesting you guys are talking about the exact same issue that yes. I was texting about just before we started the show. It doesn't surprise me how it clicks in together, right? Absolutely. What oh, fascinated yeah. me was, was really that physical stress and strain on the body that came on the last day when you push yeah. it and how it was completely devoid in the first two days, not the first two days, the first two beds, there was many days involved. Yeah. And I didn't feel any of that, that tension in the body. And I was like, wow, you know, you can, you can do new physical activity as long as you're doing it within a relaxed, happy, yes. focused yes. way. It'll not harm you. You know, you won't damage your body. You won't tear muscles. Right. You won't, you won't um, stress out. It won't cause any problems um, on so many different levels. Uh, so it's really, really quite impressive. And, and I, Once your thoughts it. start going wonky and you can feel the way it starts changing the emotion around the action. I started tightening my chest. When, the back yeah. started getting tight. Yeah. Yep. All, all of That's that. when the same thing for me. I can just my, – my husband is like, I don't understand how you have rewritten – reread the same manuscript i've been working on this project for five years and how excited and how much fun i still have with it he's like i i don't understand that and i'm like honestly that's why i'm a writer because I'm, I'm i love this so much but when it starts not clicking it starts to hurt my body to be at the computer i start getting really it feels like work there, it, you know it, feel, it doesn't feel like good work it feels like work work and that's when it's time to take a step back. So in the warrior rule for, you know, the people that are listening and that are, I like to compare the, the mind to a computer, a chemical computer. And when we're born, it's getting downloaded. We're, you know, taking in everything our parents are saying, society, things that maybe we brought in. I don't know. Um, and so we're processing everything through that. And so the sooner we start learning about the law of attraction and monitoring our thoughts, obviously the the easier I think it is to kind of clean up these belief systems. I compare them to viruses because to me, that's what they are. They are distortions that 
if left unchecked, really corrupt the system. The, the mind, when it's being used and fueled by the higher self, this pure creative energy, is a creative, I mean, it's a creative tool like no other. It, look at what it can manifest. Cars and saunas and anything that you want. The life of your dreams, the relationships that you want, but it is your worst enemy when you are running from the viruses and the belief systems, and that's what you keep manifesting. That's what I would call my version of hell. You're just trapped in a loop. And so it's really learning to peel back those layers of understanding. How are you feeling? That's always going to let you know, now what am I thinking? And that's where you have to start kind of write down your, your limiting beliefs. That's where it begins, folks, is doing that. And once you do that, it becomes easier and easier to set intentions like Louie with your garden or what uh, what you've done, Walt, with LOA today or what I'm doing with my book where we have a project or an idea in mind, and that's my challenge at the end of this one, is procrastination comes from you have a great, brilliant idea of something you really want to do. You're very excited, and you can't figure out why suddenly – the laundry needs to be hung up or the dishes need to be done. You'll you'll do everything but that thing. And my belief is the reason is, is you have limiting beliefs around that thing. You're afraid you're going to fail. Somebody told you, you know, you're not a good singer. Maybe you want to sing a song or or go play the guitar. So you're, you heard somewhere in your life that that wouldn't lead anywhere. Whatever it is, I don't know. We're all different. We've all had different influences. Mm. procrastination doesn't come from you not wanting something it's that there's a belief that's blocking you from taking the action towards manifesting it and doing it and just being in the moment yeah it's it's a great way to talk yourself out of something is what that is it it really and it tortures so many people this is where the blocked artist will come from Mm. that that archetype is someone who wants to create so badly, but they don't want to make a piece of bad art or they don't want to be judged for it or their parents told them that this will never go anywhere. So they have a list of excuses, belief systems that are not allowing them to take those actions that will really bring them joy. And whatever comes out of it is what comes out of it. Like, Louie, when you're making the garden, you're not like, oh, this has to be the most magnificent garden of all. You're just in the moment enjoying the process of it, right? Absolutely. That's how I feel. What a waste I, of time I, thinking it must be the best. You get to the best, <laughs> what do you do then? Yeah, right. It's right. You have to get out of your own way, basically. And so if you find yourself procrastinating, that's my challenge to our listeners today. Experiment. Mm-hmm. Is there something you're procrastinating on? Really think about it. Something you really want and you keep saying you want it. You want to get, for me, um, over the pandemic, I haven't been as active So I'm getting back in the gym. This is something that I say that I want. Lance got our gym set up yesterday. I used it today because I told myself, I said I wanted this. It's set up, so I'm going to use it to its fullest, and it felt really good. And so is there something in your life, it doesn't matter what it is, this is a great place to start. Ask yourself, why are you not taking actions towards that thing? What belief system? This is a way to start tackling. Get a notebook out, you know, for these warrior rules. Start writing Start writing down what limiting beliefs do you have about doing this thing? What are you afraid of? What maybe somebody said to you? And it's funny because once you find one thing, it can kind of snowball from there. And what's interesting is you'll, you can, when you bring these beliefs, 
you write them down, you can see how ridiculous most of them are. It really oh, yeah. allows you to look at them and face them and, and just let them go. A lot of them are easy to let go. Some of them are more anchored. So it's a process. I found for myself over the years, and, and I felt, by the way, like you were describing the first 50 years of my life. So thank you very much for that. <laughs> but, but I found over the years that uh, what the, it wasn't so much the stuff that I had been, you know, limited by others. Others had taught me stuff, you know, to be afraid of and so forth. That that was certainly a part of the storyline. But the part that really distressed me was how many of those stories I actually put in place myself. And yeah. it, took me, it took me a while to realize, oh, wait a minute, that means I'm powerful. <laughs> that means that I actually have a lot more control than I've been giving myself well, credit I think for. That, that is what happens is it starts young, but then we start filling it in. Yeah, like you're good probably, at. Like in our teen years, mm -hmm. you know, uh, pre-teen, teen years, we start filling it in now with all of our own stuff. You're absolutely oh, yeah. correct. And I like the way you put that, the story that we're, we're kind of telling ourselves. It does start young. But then we become the storyteller 100%. Oh, yeah. Now, it can be reinforced by others, whether it's in the workplace or whatever, but we definitely, I think, are the ones that are mostly responsible for it. So oh, well, I think we're, we're responsible play. for all of it. The, que the question is, I mean, even, even if it's not something we generated directly ourselves, if we accept it, if somebody else is passing it along, we're still responsible for it. So we're, we're responsible yes. for all of it, really. Right. Um, the question is, how are we going to respond? That's what being responsible is. It means literally, what is my response going to be to any of these things that I have put up in my own way to get in my own way? What am I going to do? How am I going yeah. to respond to them? And uh, what you reminded me of was that for the fir first 50 years, I spent the most of my time complaining about them until I finally realized that <laughs> really wasn't working too well. Yeah, no, it doesn't. Some of us are a little slow. Just do it and let it out, but yeah, repetitively, it doesn't work. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we learn along the way. But <laughs> sometimes some of us take a little bit longer than others do, but, you know, that's okay. It's all right. It's I mean, I, I strongly believe the sooner that you're exposed to this material, the, the easier it is to assimilate. Now, that might just be a belief system that I have. But like, like uh, my husband's parents, when they came across this material, they were much older and they've even discussed that with me that basically think of the layers of programming. So, so a kid that's exposed to this at five, six or seven is going to learn it so much quicker and apply it so much easier if they were taught this at a young age than like you said in your 50s and 60s. I mean, but you learn. Yeah. There's a possible another dimension to this when you're talking about time and age. Somebody said to me, um, oh, you're a very advanced soul. I laughed at them and I said, no, I just learn quickly. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So um, the, the, one, one of the points I'd like to you know, make is that some of us, you know, if you believe in past lives, um, I, I very much do. If if you believe in that, some some of us have been working on this for for, for a long time, <laughs> a long, long, a long, long time. time. <laughs> I yeah, I definitely believe, and I, I wouldn't call them past anymore because I really believe it's all happening simultaneously. But yes, for this conversation, one hundred percent agree with that. There's to me, there's no explanation for some of the things that I know or came in knowing. 
at a very young age, uh, back to my earliest childhood memories, um, that I've brought over. And then just some of the other experiences that I've had in my life here now. Um, so I, I 100% believe that. Also, I think when you come across this information, if you're ready for it, how ready are you? Like I told you, I was at a point when I first came across it, I had to make some changes. I was in one of those situations. I'd gotten laid off from my job. I had this job now that was really challenging, and I felt like this is the time to really apply this stuff. Let's see if this works. And I, I believe with all my heart that it would. And in that moment of what you would call a crisis actually ended up being the biggest blessing because it kind of put my feet to the fire to say, hey, you know, this is no longer philosophy, a book you read, a movie that you watched. Let's really apply this because it's like an emergency situation. <laughs> and then I didn't panic and put out that energy. And I just kind of, from there, it's just, it's really escalated. And it's wonderful. I love it. It was interesting. There was a Facebook story, um, and, uh, a Facebook question, and the guy asked, uh, does Alloway work in Uganda? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Does it work in Uganda, which is an African country? Yes. Um, so, you know, obviously the person was trying to find more people local to him that were having right. LOA experiences. But, you know, the, the comments that were coming up were things like, no, it only happens in America. No, it only doesn't work in Uganda. But, you know, in the, in the beginning, when you first come across LOA, there's a lot of not understanding it, you know, and that's yeah, where this question really came forward to me is that a lot of people don't fully understand the whole implication of, of LOA, that it's a universal law, that it, even if you believe it or don't believe it, it's working for you. It's the deeper you study it. Universe. Yeah, I, th that was one thing um, after The Secret. A lot of people had this very surface understanding of it. This doesn't work. You know, everybody was like, yes, that I knew, the people that I knew were resonating with it. And they didn't have a deeper understanding, and neither did I. They ditched it. They were like, this doesn't work. And I'm like, I really think it does, so I'm going to start researching more and digging deeper, and I got all sorts of different books and perspectives on it until I came to Abraham Hicks, and then I was done. I didn't need any uh, anybody else. She just really, or they really, that that channel just opened the door for me 100%. But I did the do a lot that surprised of me was my, my sister introduced me to Abraham Hicks, and I was like, oh, my gosh. And then, of course, I go in and I study Abraham Hicks to great depths, and I, and I go back to my sister and say, oh, you must understand all these things. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I love how um, and, all And the thing I, I, I heard from a lot of people who listen to Abram Hicks is, oh, I just listen to it because it makes me feel good. Yes. Oh, yeah. And there's not that full comprehensional understanding right. of, of the, the clarity that comes well, with it. Well, I, was, I will say I was a bit addicted at first because of that. I would listen to those videos. I would carry an iPad around with me and run them during that job I was telling you about. You know, because the kids would be doing their homework or they'd be watching TV or I'm cooking dinner. And I would keep it looping for that feel-good feeling. Okay? And so and, and through it, I was learning, but it was the repetition, the sound of her voice, and just the messages. I want addiction is the wrong word to use. I became fixated on 
listening to them to keep me in that feel good place. So I started getting results very quickly because of that. Then it got to where, like I told you, maybe one or two a day. Then it was, I'd listen to maybe one a week as a reminder. And so it was kind of like weaning myself off of, because once you've listened, I've listened to hundreds of them at that point. And what I do love is that the message continues to evolve over the years. So Abraham is always finding new ways to give a different way or an outlook for people to better understand this. But like you said, it is a universal law. It works everywhere. I have noticed it, it angers a lot of people because they misunderstand it and they think what you are saying is that, you know, people that murder, just think about it in a manifest, yeah. what they want and they completely misunderstand the message and they get very angry. I've had people on my Facebook page, um, look at my videos that are friends of mine and post things like that. And it's like, I'm not going to argue. It's fine. You don't understand it. I'm not going to judge that. However, it is something that um, I hope more and more people start to understand, you know, and this LOA Today podcast is just another venue for that. The way I look at this kind of thing is when I see any kind of comment like that or hear it, yeah. or maybe something like you say coming right up to me or on a Facebook page or something, or maybe I'm just seeing it, you know, in the distance, you know, two other people having a conversation. The thing I try to remind myself is that we always start in the depths of the contrast before we boomerang back up into the area that we right. that we like. You know, we start with what we don't want, and then we go into what we do want. So when I look at the planet and the people on the planet as a whole, I know that the overwhelming majority of people are fixated, to use your word, they are fixated on all the stuff that they don't like that's going on. Absolutely. And, and it's habitual. It's habitual yes. and, and it's, it's, it dominates their thought process. So of course they run into something like law of attraction and they apply it all over again. And it keeps reinforcing itself. Yeah. Just like once you get the momentum going the other way while we are here talking and all of us are experiencing it, you'll never go back to living the other way, which is just letting your mind go free and wild with all that negative drama that you create. Now, like what Louie was saying, let, let me just let me just follow up on that for a second. Fast, let me just follow no. up on that for a second because what because yep. I, there, was, there was an additional point I was bringing in there, and that is, um, like you say, when, once you make the 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 boomerang, it works out great. To me, the great news is that they are going to make the boomerang. Yeah. So even if right now they're in a space of rejection and skepticism and even sarcasm, maybe even some hatred thrown in there, that's okay. Yeah. Because eventually, Absolutely. whether in this life or not, it's going to turn around at some point. At I some find, point in time. honestly, people that have that strong of a negative reaction to it, it's because deep down inside, they really want to believe that that's how life works. Because, well, then that means your mind is like a magic wand. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> it's like your wildest dreams come true. I re I'll never forget when I first found out about this, the goosebumps. It resonated with me so much that this was, this is it. This is actually how life operates. Mm. I knew it on a soul spirit level. It just resonated through my entire body as this is the truth. I have never felt more strongly about anything in my life. All of a sudden, all of the other stuff made sense to me. It was like, <laughs> oh, wow, okay. Life is not meant to be hardship after hardship after hardship. Yes, there's a boomerang effect 
and we are meant to have challenges. I call them challenges, not problems, because challenges are fun and they are go they get us somewhere. And okay. when we boomerang back with the contrast, you go to deeper and higher levels than you were before. So without it, I think things would get kind of boring. I had an interesting experience with this just before we started the podcast today, actually. Um, my wife, Louise, is in the other room doing what she often does, which is uh, looking at YouTube videos or watching stuff on TV. And she was locked into this program. I'm, I'm not even sure where she found this. It, it's a program. It, it's kind of like a conspiracy theory kind of a thing about okay. about what the uh, authors of this program or movie considered to be a the family. And I'm, I'm not quite sure who this family is, but the family in D.C. that controls everything. So oh. it's, it's that kind of a thing, right? It's and conspiracy theory. <laughs> and not only is it conspiracy theory, I, I, I was watching about three minutes of it uh, from the kitchen while I was getting ready to come in here. And all of the participants in this presentation, they're, they're all supposedly members of this, this extended family, so to speak, are all deeply religious Christians. Okay. And they're, they're very much pushing Christian messages. They, they're, they're praying together about every five minutes. They're, you know, they're giving all glory to God, all that kind of stuff. And no I was vaccine, realizing, uh, yeah, that's right. Not to, not too much <laughs> of the vaccines. No, no, that doesn't really play too much for them. But anyway, the, <laughs> the point is, this is something that for me, you know, 20 years ago, I would have gotten my hackles up like, oh, God, oh. here we are going again with this kind of thing. And today I was looking at it like, oh, OK, well, you know, whatever. Right. <laughs> I mean, completely different. Let reaction. them believe what they want. To yeah, <laughs> they can believe oh, whatever they want. You know what? You have recognized a very significant growth within yourself. Oh, yes. I was yes. just going to say is, that. That's good. That is very, very important to understand and to monitor those kind of things because you, you start seeing that yardstick um, and that emotional guidance scale level, which we call I don't care anymore. That's right. Um, <laughs> very active in your own life. And you find that, that as much as people think it's uncaring or whatever – it's really giving other people space to have their own beliefs. I, I love that, Louis. I often wondered why Abraham Hicks left said. it off their, their version of the 22-point scale. They left off the I don't care anymore point. And, and I don't know why. I mean, it should be on there, I would think. But, yeah, no, you look at the scale, there's no I don't care anymore. When it's you sorry. think <laughs> how much energy you save instead so of reacting they, and pushing against other people and what they want and believe, like what Louis saying, just giving them space, it's so true. And as you mature with this, you do become less and less reactive to those types of things. Well, you get to a place of almost no reactive. Uh, right. That's right. Besides an appreciation of letting them believe what they want to believe. You really, right. Because everybody really, really has that truly right. want them to, to believe what they want to believe. Yes. And you, you get out of the way. Yeah. And the funny thing is once you get out of the way, all of the energy of it goes away. Yes. Yeah. Between you and them, yes, but not necessarily between them and others. Between them and them, well, that's, a, that, that's well, I, I remember there was a great quote that I saw on somebody's Facebook uh, timeline. Uh, what somebody else thinks of me is none of my business. And yeah. that pretty much that, that pretty much applies in this situation because I'm sure I didn't watch the program long enough, but I'm sure in that program they were trying to talk about me and they were trying to, or the kind of person that I am, and they were probably trying to project something on me. And I just didn't care because their opinion to me is none of my business. It just isn't, it doesn't make any difference at all. <laughs> I think that's another great um, spiritual 
lesson. It's not even a lesson. It's something to aspire towards. And I don't think it's something you can actually work towards. It's something that starts happening. So it's more of a, a measuring stick as to where you are in all of this. Being less dependent on what others think of you at the end of the day, you cannot control that. Everyone's going to process you differently. So when you're running around trying to people please, you're wearing a social mask, you're not being authentic to who you are, you're never going to please everybody anyway, and then you're not happy. It's a crazy way to live. But so many people are truly running around. I was one of them for the longest time. I wanted, and I wasn't doing it in a way maliciously. It's I truly wanted to make those around me happy. Um, I was even discussing this with Louie uh, in a private chat, being the caretaker. And it's something that I've had to look at um, in my relationships and my friendships that I create almost this toxic, it's a codependency. And both of my parents were this way. Um, so it's something that I came in with. So I'm not blaming anybody outside of me. It's a, it's a theme. It's obviously something I believe I came here to deeply analyze. And I'm coming to a place in my life where I'm no longer uh, wanting that archetype or energy. And so now that I've identified it, it's peeling away the layers, just like I'm telling everyone else. This is a big one for me. So I think it's going to liberate just a new level of freedom, um, a self-expression and inner happiness. As I reach for each level, I want now the next one. Um, and so I think that uh, me and Louie having that private chat really triggered, oh, that's my next kind of, not goal, but internal spiritual project. It's my own new challenge with myself to release this, um, this energy because when I look at the things that have happened in the last couple of years with different friendships, they're all around that topic. And I kept saying to myself, why does this keep happening? When things repeat, it's because it, there's something there for us to learn and let go of, face, deal with it. Um, and, and if we want to change it to be able to make that choice instead of it kind of controlling us and us feeling victimized by it. There's a phrase you use there, and I want to bring it in a little bit more into the conversation okay. because it's, it's one that we hear a lot. And I, I have a different take on it from what many people have, so I'm curious to know what you guys yeah. think. The phrase is peeling back the layers. Yeah. And the reason I, I bring that one out for discussion is, I find that on those occasions where I try to peel back the layers, I just screw myself up. But yeah, if I just, okay. if I just, if I just kind of take steps, you know, whatever's the next step for me to do whatever it is I want to do, the layers peel themselves back. I don't have to peel anything back. Oh, I like that. I'm making it into more work than I need to. It happens naturally is what you're saying. Yeah. In fact, you'll drive yourself. I, well, let me put it in my, in, in I terms. I drive myself crazy if I try to peel them back. Okay. Because, because then I'm looking for, okay, where's the next layer? This, okay, is a, this is a deep onion. I gotta find it where I know this. There's a layer here somewhere, and I'm missing it. Where's and then I start going crazy. You know, well, it's very simply you're spending time focusing on what you don't want when you're peeling layers. Yeah, okay. precisely. Yeah. Okay. Instead of instead of looking on the other side of the coin, where do I want to go? What do I want? Right. And then you are using the law of attraction to attract that to you. But when you're focusing on peeling on the layers, it's what Abram goes on and on about. You know, you so, really don't have to, you don't right. have to, uh, go back through the childhood trauma. It's not necessary. No, and I, and I don't want to do that. So basically what I'm hearing from both of you 
is this caretaker. Now that I see this kind of theme and it's something that I want to release, just don't think or talk about it anymore. Don't focus on it and it'll disappear. It reminds me you, of you a phrase. You've got 14 seconds. You've got 14 seconds, that's right. 14 seconds of manifest. <laughs> Boom, it's building up. It's getting bigger and bigger. <laughs> it reminds me of a movie that came out about, oh, 10, 12, 14 years ago, something like that, about uh, a young American football player named uh, Michael Orr called The Blind Side. One of the lines in that movie actually got uttered a couple times by Sandra Bullock. Um, she was told on two different occasions that you had to kind of peel him back one letter at a time in order to understand him. Okay. And her response was, not if you use a knife. Oh, <laughs> Cut through the layers, go right to the core. And it's a good point. You don't have to go through the layers. You know, just cut right down. I almost think just recognizing it's there is enough and then you can let it go. I don't know. I'll have to get back to you. It's my own personal experiment, guys. <laughs> If what, if you what know, you mean, Amy, I was I was in in the health and nutrition industry. I bumped into a lot of people who landed up being caretakers. So they had this person who was overweight, and they pushed them in the wheelchair, and I was to help them. But when when I looked at the codependent relationship between the two of them, the carer and and the person, um, I knew that they both had to be healed because there's such a an interaction between the two that yes. they, they they feed off each other all the mm. time. Right, and there was no ways you could you could work with one and not with the other, and, uh, and trying to explain that to them at that stage with where I was, it was very difficult. <laughs> it's like I'm gonna have to work with both of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, you love the challenge. I'm glad that I, I really have recognized that this is something that's going on, and have changed my own behaviors, and I do know it was being fueled by that wanting the approval, the just to be that person that everybody can depend on. And you got to make time. That's another brings us back wow, to man, the warrior rule. Wow, man, you mean big shoulders for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that brings us back to the warrior rule because at the end I do say a lot of times we leave ourselves, and I was, I was very guilty of doing this and I no longer do it. I wasn't putting myself on the list. I would, I would make commitments and do things I did not want to do. That is one thing I've gotten good at is saying no. Good. That part, it's a big change for me. And so this is kind of like the next level energetically is me not feeling that need to take care of, of everyone else and putting, putting yourself first. It's, it's really important. It's not being selfish or it is. It's depending on how you see that word. Well, you could look at it either way. From, from my perspective, it's very simply, boy, is that a lot less work? Right? I mean, <laughs> When you're spending all that time, all that energy trying to help everybody else out, you, you exhaust yourself. It, yeah. I mean, you can just absolutely I, I would rather out. use the power of the universal law of attraction and let it do all the work. And yeah, I no kidding. Of focusing. I have yeah. to be honest yeah. with you. I, I've come, because over the last year, you know, I've, we've discussed some of my physical challenges that I've had. That really got me more focused on myself and mm. less outward. I will say, I really believe that's why I had these physical challenges was it really, it's kind of, it peeled it back for me, I guess. There's really nothing left to do. I've kind of, it, it already did it for me. Now it's me just taking my focus off of it. You ran out of layers. 
I, I think I've run down to the very last layer. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, when you run out of layers, that means you know you use the knife. You cut right to the core. That's good. What a great conversation. I love, <laughs> I love having these conversations <laughs> with you guys. <laughs> It's well. It, it's a funny thing. We are so used to as a as a species and as a a series of cultures around the planet. We are so used to finding ways to make things difficult for ourselves. Yeah. And that's because we're here living in a world of contrast. We came deliberately to a world of contrast. Uh, I, it's almost like we dove into the deep end and forgot we were in the deep end and real and forgot to remember that we had to swim to the surface so that we could actually, you know ride that wave up there. Right. Like, like we got stuck at, at you know, 300 feet down. <laughs> That's not where life is actually that, happening, right? I mean, why do we forget when we come in here? I know this is not like a topic for an entire different show, but I find it very interesting. Why well, do I'm, we I'm wondering if it's enthusiasm. Everything? I wonder if it's enthusiasm. When we first come here, look how high vibe kids are when they first yes, arrive. Babies, infants, they're right. so high vibe. It's I wonder like a reset button. I wonder if it's the enthusiasm. <laughs> well, I think it's the enthusiasm of having arrived here. And once you're here, I'm here for the contrast. Let's go for it. I dive Absolutely. into the contrast. Yeah. I know. Just yeah, when my second daughter yep. was born, you know, I've mentioned this before, but, you know, my first daughter, I looked into her eyes and I just felt this incredible love. It was just Isabel, just love, absolute love everywhere. And then when Eloise was born, it was like, she looked into my eyes, and I just had this message transferred into my head. You know what to do. I know what to do. Let's get oh, on and do it. Well, this is a different kid. <laughs> right. <laughs> one coming in with this pure love feeling, and the other one coming with this very clear, let's play with con contrast. That is hilarious. How old are both of your girls now? Um, the older one, the loved one, Isabel, is 12, and the younger one is 5. So, wow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, that is so funny that they just both came in with complaints. <laughs> and, and, and I'm willing to bet that Eloise, the second one, has totally and completely dove into or, or dived into the depths of that contrast based on what you told Absolutely. him. Absolutely. Popular kid at school, you yeah. know, just <laughs> falling over and hurting herself, just diving into yeah. everything. Just oh, everything. that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Her, her intellect is incredible. You know, she's just got a lot of things going for her on many levels. Um, mm. You know, but of course, I've always admired the, the love aspect as, as, as kind of been one of the highest. So, you know, one is like really evolved and the other one is just in the mix of things, which is that makes perfect a very sense evolved state. So that your kids would be at two different sides of the spectrum. I love that. Absolutely. <laughs> and and I, I love the idea. I, I often said, you know, I wanted a boy and a girl to see how the difference is. Yeah. And then I thought two kids, is two girls or two boys or two anything would be right. the same because you know, they're so different in character. So what if right. they got bits of different angles and <laughs> right. it doesn't really make any difference. It's, it's, it's really the character. Um, and I'm getting very contrasting characters. So <laughs> I love um, it. what you're telling us about, about Eloise reminds me of my niece, Michaela. She's, she's now 23 and a mom in her own right. Uh, but when she was about, during the first year of her life, somewhere in that range, I don't know exactly when it was because I wasn't there at the time, but, but my sister was telling me about it. Uh, they went to, uh, I guess, to a church service, and uh, Mickey is her name. Mickey uh, was kind of a little bit antsy and so forth, and, and her mom was trying to help calm her down. And then they walk into the sanctuary, 
where the people were all already there. They were, they were like late for the service. And all of a sudden she perks up and looks all over the place. People, people wow. everywhere. It's like her whole life started because now she had this entire room of people to interact with. You know, so there's another example of what you're talking about. Just die. she was ready. She was ready for that whole room. It was wow. amazing. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's great. The, the kids have been in lockdown and homeschooled for ages, and both of They're them ready. are very happy to go back. Mm. You know, no hesitation. Let's go back, and I, yeah. I just love that um, because you know it's I remember I, I as a kid was holding on to mommy's leg and not wanting to go into the garden. And, you know, I've got all these memories of telling my dad to drive around the cemetery which was next to the kindergarten until drop me off at the last second. Well, we all really <laughs> have a hard time imagining this. Are you serious? I'm sympathetic to that because exactly I was still what happened. I was, yeah. I was the serious little kid who lived on the mountain with, with, the, the family and the monkeys and the baboons, you know, and that, oh, that was it. Wow. <laughs> and the idea of interacting with humans was rather scary. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Wow. So me, that was exactly I, I know it might not look like it, but it right. was. <laughs> me, well, me I talk. got moved around a lot and I could just go anywhere and make friends. You just drop me down in the middle of a group yeah. of people. Yeah, like Eloise, yeah. Instantaneous for me. Well, let me follow up with a, another question then. Yes. Because if we're, uh, now that we're we're kind of focused on the different ways that kids, you know, from our own stories and and from uh, stories mm -hmm. of Louise's daughter and so forth, um, we're, we're focused on the idea that everybody comes in and goes about it. They they go about their lives differently. They yes. they have they 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 take a different tack. And so I guess my question is, do you think we come into our lives planning to take that tack? Because that's the thing I always try to figure out the answer to. And I finally just gave up. I said, okay, yeah, I'm not going to get this too. one figured out. But but do you have any sense of that? What do you think? Did, did we actually plan this tack or did we just kind of show up and like, oh, my God, start swimming? I mean, which I think we planned the tack, but the tack is very based on um, vibrational language rather than anything the humans have made all these strange psychological words for. Mm. Um, it, it's more like, yeah, I really want to play with the contrast and, and, and build things and make things, um, and, and feel the vibration of things moving and changing because of my thoughts rather than something like, I'm going to meet this person. I'm going to do this and I'm going to, do this, <laughs> you know, and I think that the only way you land up with the parents that you do land up with is because there's a certain vibrational synchronization, yeah. you know, so there's, there's a certain level of harmony, um. I like so, that concept, actually. For me as an author, of course, I envision in my imagination, because I do believe we exist on higher planes, that there is some sort of space terminal that we go to and we do life reviews and we see what we want and choose. And I look at it more as themes that I want to experience. And so there's a wide range or a spectrum but that's how I select, you know, I'm going to come in. I really want to be self-reliant and I want to learn certain things. And so I picked two parents that definitely at a very young age, I became very self-reliant for a reason. And so I think that I pick themes and this is, of course, I have no idea if this is right or not, but my imagination just sees me in this galactic <laughs> terminal going around and just picking almost like college courses and then co incarnating <laughs> down here and shooting into a body. And of course 
I agree and make my little contract that I'm just going to forget everything so I can start over again. <laughs> I like your idea of the space of the space platform. I'm kind of envisioning like this gigantic. I can't call it a room. It's like it's a space. It's a huge, endless space. Yeah. And there's a there's a voice on the loudspeaker saying something like, um, uh, "Everybody who wants to be uh, codependent, aisle two. Everybody in aisle two. All the aisle two people should be the codependents. Okay. Aisle three should be the dictators. I, I mean, you just imagine these people lining up." And this is a great way to to tie this off. I know I've told you the movie Soul by Pixar and Disney. Literally, they have what's called the before life. I'm going to leave it at that. And they do exactly what you're talking about. I'm going to be a megalomaniac, whatever. They come out with little name tags. It's such a great... I I cannot stress that this movie is honestly the most spiritual animated movie I've ever seen. And it's hilarious on top of it. You guys really need to check it out. But it's just what you just described, Walt. So I just want to end it there. Well, I think I may have gotten my inspiration for that comment from the movie because I have seen it. It, it is a good oh, movie. It's, it's so funny. Yeah. It's got a lot of humor to it. just looking at your background and I... I've noticed that your head is in the vortex. That's right, it is. I've been noticing that. It's like a halo. (laughs) That's why I picked this one. I like the fact that I got this huge swirling galaxy behind me. It looks just like being in the vortex. So I figure, okay, you know. I mean, with our new windows, we don't really even need to worry about our backgrounds much anymore. (laughs) Just keeping my face in the screen is enough. Hey, in the last couple of minutes, I want to make sure that I remind people to send in your comments about what you've been trying to manifest and what your successes have been. Or if you've been struggling with something, send that in, too. We're glad to help you out with anything that you're struggling with. Um, but use the Yellow Way Today app for that. That's why we have the, uh, the comment and question sections in there under the goodies section. Also, it's a great way to watch. To, or I'm sorry, a great way to listen to all the episodes, too. Um, also, I want to encourage people to share the fact that this is. Well, first of all, subscribe if you're not subscribed. I've got to remember to get that message in there. Some people haven't actually taken the time to subscribe. Subscribe and then, you know, actually play the episodes. Do some binge listening. That's what our, our, our most loyal listeners like to do. And it, it's, it kind of has the effect that Louie was talking about earlier. Just It's like listening to Abraham Hicks just to feel good. Well, you get the same thing just by listening to LOA today. So take advantage of that as well. But uh, whatever you do, please do download the app and, and send in your comments and questions because we do like to have that kind of interaction with all of you. Be a part yes. of the conversation. So. Okay, last comment. We got about uh, 30 seconds left. Last comment. What do you think? Well, I would like to encourage people to go to the Word Warrior Press uh, blog and they can look ahead to see what we're going to be discussing the following Monday. Um, And I'm just excited that it's, I love, I've always loved since we've begun doing this, how all of our stories end up tying together. So I'm, I'm just really enjoying, of course, the continued dialogue here. I think we are all enjoying it. So good stuff. All right. Thank you, Louie. Thank you, Amy. Thank you for bringing up the topic, too. Looking forward to doing Warrior Rule number three yes. next Monday. <laughs> Should be good. Two down, 82 to go. Yeah, this is going to be yeah. awesome. <laughs> but thank you very much. Thank you especially to our podcast listeners, and we will see you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. Bye.